and we are back with another episode of Fly the Other Guy. Uh, episode five? It, 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 time flies when you're podcasting, apparently. It really is. It's like a week-by-week week basis, and the week just passes by so quickly, and suddenly, you know, it's time for another podcast. Yeah, I like I like the routine that we have down. We, we've been recording Thursday, recording Sunday. We'll, we'll kind of see where we fall into it, but it, it kind of gives a little bit of structure to the week that I enjoy. Yeah, towards the, the later portions of the week, you know, we, we get some ideas together and look at what people send over and things like that. It's nice. I like it. Yeah, so we, we got a good one today. Uh, we will do a little little Shopify team update, kind of see if anything we, we, we broke the we We talked about the news last time with a new team. We'll see. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that. Then the the one uh, get ready for the for everyone to clip what you say. We're gonna you're gonna rank the top five hardest players to lane against. Are you are you nervous putting this list together? What are your thoughts? I have a feeling people are gonna be putting up on the internet. You know, like a fly said this and that. Um, but it'll it'll be cool. I gave different scenarios, so we'll get into that. Okay. Yeah. There's already been a few like. Uh, mini news stories where you're, you're where where they'll say something you said in the podcast and so far mostly take it in context it feels like at some point there will be some things taking out of context so i'm kind of looking forward to that and kind of also not looking forward to that we'll cross that bridge when we get there <laughs> um then we'll we'll do another ask reddit segment i kind of like we're getting segments and i, and I like that i like structure um, the Ask Reddit segment has been pretty popular. Last week we did fruit, you know, favorite fruit. Uh, there was there was some takes in the in your Discord about fruit. Yeah, yeah. I think I forgot to mention that durian is actually the worst fruit. I couldn't think of it on the spot, so I take back my answer. That's my answer now. So I've never I've never heard of durian before. I can't wait for you to try it. It'll be a great experience. What, what is the what is the the where is this fruit from? I, I want to say it's originated in Southeast Asia. It's very pungent and it has a very particular taste and most people don't like it and some people really love it. So is it, what, what's its what's its like sister fruit? Is it like a peach? Is it is it closer to an orange? Is it like a pear? What's it what's it what is it like? I don't think it's like anything. I actually don't know. So <laughs> we'll we'll have to get you this one day actually. Okay, That'll be I'll, hilarious. All right, I'll give that a shot. I mean, we'll try it on. We'll try it on the podcast. Ooh, that'll be fun. Okay, that'll be fun. And then uh, we'll we'll wrap things up with with a little listener question as well. Um, before we get to to any of the things, though, the ho- holiday season's coming up. The uh, I celebrate Christmas. Uh, what do you typically do for the holidays? Like, you hang out with family, Ebony. Uh, what, do, what do you guys do? Yeah, so I celebrate Hanukkah, um, but. Honestly, before moving to the U.S., I haven't celebrated any holidays for years. Okay. Because being a pro player, you're constantly on the road, and I actually didn't really celebrate anything forever. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even sad about it. It's kind okay, of, okay. it's just part of the life. Um, but coming back into, like, living in New Jersey and living, uh, you know, near Ebony, I did start celebrating, like, Christmas and things like that. And it's nice. I appreciate the family time. Yeah. I mean, for me, that's, that's always been the main thing is like work and everything gets super busy like that five day a week grind and then get a couple of days to hang out with the family and people come and visit is fun. We actually had a little, uh, a little cookie decorating. I have a two and a half year old son. You have a, uh, Ebony's got a nephew who's similar age and then some other, uh, some other friends came over and, uh, you know, I don't know if people know this or if people would expect this, but the kids love you, man. 
the, 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 my son, Kaikai, absolutely loves you. And so does your, your nephew. What's, what's the secret? Honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> I used to be terrified of children, you know? Like, I wouldn't yeah, want to yeah, yeah. come anywhere near them. And then slowly I, I've gotten to, you know, know them a little better. And, like, they're not that bad. Um, I, I play I mean, with them. I don't do anything, really. They seem yeah, to yeah. like it. Yeah, yeah, I would say that when I watch you're you're kind of just there. You're you kind of have this calming influence over them um that that I find interesting because they have all the energy and instead of matching your their energy, you just you're kind of the springboard for their own energy. Yeah, they just kind of do their own thing and then when I, if I move away, you know, Kai Kai would be like, "Hey, where are you going?" I come back and I just sit there and I don't do anything. And that's good <laughs> enough. Yeah, so that that's interesting. I have to take some notes. I'm gonna have to try that. I, I <laughs> but um, all right. Let's uh, let's get into some Dota stuff. Um, any 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 team updates? Like I, we're we're recording this on the 18th of December. DPC starts in a couple weeks, probably about three weeks or so. Um, do you guys have dates as to when you're going out to Toronto or anything like that? Yeah, so we're slated to get to Toronto on January 3rd, I believe. Um, hopefully everything goes well with Abed's visa. He needs a visa. I think everybody else is kind of good to go when it comes to Canada. So no update on that part, but if all goes well, January 3rd. Are you, are you excited to spend some time in Toronto? Is that a, is that a city you've, you're pretty familiar with or? Yeah. Uh, I was born on the outskirts, outskirts of Toronto. Okay. Yeah. But Toronto is actually a really cool city. It's got everything, um, not exactly, I would say, like New York or anything, but it's just like a hip city, you know? Um, so it's a cool place. And we're going to be really downtown, like where Shopify is. So it'll be a little bit better than, like when you were with EG, you guys were just like in a Virginia suburb near no cities. Yeah, we were basically kind of getting an Airbnb somewhere and hooking up computers um, in the middle of nowhere. So we will have some stuff around us, like if we want to do anything. The um, I took a video tour. Uh, on on the YouTubes of uh, of Shopify's like headquarters where they spent all the money and built this brand new like state of the art esports headquarters and it it looks kind of awesome like <laughs> if anybody hasn't seen if anybody hasn't checked out this video yet definitely uh, definitely look it up and uh, there there's the room with all the computers where you guys will be playing is is super clean it looks like you're it looks almost better quality than some of the tournaments you, you might have been to to play at. Probably. Um, I think yeah. so. Yeah, that's fair. There's a streaming podcast like room. Well, actually it's not a podcast room. That's why I think that was a, a Freudian slip <laughs> that maybe one day you might be able to record the podcast from there. Um, but yeah, they have like a streaming room for, for you guys. They have like a, a game room. They have like a, a lounge for you to play non Dota games uh they have a kitchen they have so much stuff i mean you've, you've got to be pretty excited for it i'm i'm really excited it looks awesome it, it looks like it's in really good location um definitely excited for like the streaming room slash like you know the first thing i told you when i saw the video i was like oh look i can have a podcast room <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and you're and you're saying you were thinking the same thing so yeah the 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 non the non-gaming room the non-dota gaming room seems pretty cool yeah what what type of game do you think you would play to relax from dota oh that's so i've been already thinking about this because i am pretty sure i saw that they have a ps5 and okay. i've been wanting to have a ps5 just so i can play 
the other um, Dark Souls games that are only in PS5, like uh, hey, Demon Souls. You're, you're a Dark Souls guy. Yeah, yeah, so my type of relaxing is, of course, more pain and suffering, just like Dota. So <laughs> that, that's actually what I it's would want to do, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is probably the best setup that you, you'll you'll have had. I think so. I will say there's like a pretty big difference between like an office setup and a, a house setup, mm-hmm. because in an office setup, you in a way it's more like you're going to work, and in a house setup, you know. It's like you're just sleeping there, you're eating there, everything is just there. And sometimes that can be a, a bad thing on the in the long run. So I think I actually might prefer an office. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, you if 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 you don't leave the house, you almost feel trapped. I mean, it's it to me mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of when um when I was in grad school in New York City, I spent almost all my time at the school. They had like a student, you know, student center floor, library, computers, you know. We we probably I was probably there from seven to eight at night, you know, either doing in class or studying or whatever. But it was fun. They had a cafeteria, they had a place to hang out, they had a, a recreation room. So, but then you still got to go home and have kind of like your your separate place from all of the people you were in school with. So for you, you know, you guys could hang out, uh, bond as a team, um, and then still go home and have a little bit of like separate life, which I think is which I think will be a good thing. Exactly. All right, let's get to the 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 clickbait, the the aggregated where people are going to take misquote <laughs> you. They're going to take you out of context. Let's do it. It's, it's going to be great. So you're going to rank uh, your top five toughest players to lean against, and I think this is something that we we can try to do in future podcasts, right? Because if there's not any major news announcement going on, um, you know, we, we need stuff to talk about, and and who doesn't love lists? and ranking things and it's causing true. controversy. It's a, it's a great way to have a take. Now, is it okay that it's just the top five, but in no particular order? Cause it's really hard to choose like the number one hardest. Cause they're all good at different things, you know? Okay. That's a little bit of a cop out already. Like, I think that's already, <laughs> it's a little bit of, but I think, okay. Okay. I can, I can list it. I can list it. I mean, well, we'll say at the top, right? And this is the part that won't be included in 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 when this gets taken out of context. That these are all very similar. You, you, they're all very hard. The top five hardest. You'll give an order. It'll make it funnier, uh, and we'll go from there. So, right. I guess the, right. the yeah, the, the first <laughs> the first thing um, we got to tackle is what makes someone hard to lean against. So. What makes someone hard to lane against? I definitely think there's different ways of making a lane difficult. Um, and sometimes it's people who come up with a plan going into the lane, like, hey, we're going to play it this way. We're going to, we have a very specific way of playing it. And then you have other players who are very like instinct based. They're like, they sort of have an, a rough idea in mind, but then they will adapt on the fly. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. Um, and then, so you have different types of players. But generally speaking, it it does come back to your Dota IQ. Like when you come to the lane, like you need mechanical skill skill and you need a high Dota IQ because you need to understand every different scenario. When are your power spikes? When are the enemy's power spikes? And you need to play around that knowledge. Okay. What like what what's would you say um what's your 
when you go into a lane, what's your approach? So I definitely try to, like, I'll talk to my carry first because as a support, you want to be able to follow your your core's point of view. Like, if he has a way that he wants to play the lane, I'm going to try to do my best to accommodate to him. If he doesn't, then I will try to come up with a plan <laughs> for us. Like, this is okay. how I want to play. Um, it does change a lot because it's going to change the heroes. Like, say, for example, I play Chen. I had a very specific idea in mind, like how I'm going to play versus what as well. So say, for example, I would play Chen versus a Marana who can kill my creeps. I would have a different plan. I would go into the lane thinking like I'm going to focus on hitting this guy and not focus on getting creeps as a random example. Mm-hmm. So it does come back to having a plan, especially for me. Well, how do you and how do you balance? And I, maybe it just depends on the matchup, but how much do you balance empowering your carry versus trying to harass and shut down like the enemy offlaner it that does depend on the matchup because you will have to do di- things differently if you're playing in a unfavorable matchup you're gonna be happy just surviving the lane like going 50 50 is is your goal here but if you're in a favorable matchup then you will probably be more aggressive uh, you're going to try to, you know, go 60-40 or 70-30. So that's kind of how you look at it in pretty much in numbers, really. Gotcha. The, um, I guess the other part I was thinking about what I was thinking about this ranking was, like, how do you, who takes more of your focus in a lane? Is it the opposing off lane? Like, I didn't know who you were going to rank. Were you going to rank threes or you're going to rank fours, right? In, in who's hard to lane <laughs> against. So, so, so like, who, who takes more of your focus in that matchup? So, again, like in Dota, everything does depend. Um, but usually it's going to be the four that takes more of your focus because he's sort of, you're sort of battling the four. Okay. I would say most of the time you end up battling the four a lot as the five. And then occasionally you hit the other guy or like you do some combo move. Um, but yeah, that, that's pretty normal, I would say. So you ranked mostly fours then? No, no, I definitely ranked core core players. Uh, okay. you, you'll see, you'll see, we'll okay, get there. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> let's let's get there. Let's get there. I'm sure I've, I've stalled enough for the topic. Um, so number five. Now this is going to be slightly in ascending order of difficulty, right? Okay, yeah. So right. five being like the the easiest of the the hard laners to play. But against. already these are already difficult. These are all very difficult people to lane against. Okay, so okay. for number five. I have my good buddy Ice Ice Ice. Okay. Um, and I will give a special shout out to DJ because that lane in particular was very annoying. And mm-hmm. this is basically what classifies Ice Ice Ice. It's just he's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> he's an annoying person to lane against. I definitely think, you know, the way he played, uh, especially like years ago, it was probably stronger because people didn't know Dota as much. Mm-hmm. But his goal in the lane, he would come to the lane. And he would always choose to annoy you over having a good game for himself if he has the choice. Okay. You know? So he would go for a deny over a last hit any any day. <laughs> yeah, that's just the kind of person he is. He would pull waves, not for two minutes. He would pull waves for seven minutes just to annoy you, you know? Like, he'll do those types of things. And that's always somebody, like, I respect that gameplay. And when you call somebody annoying in Dota, it's a compliment, you know? Yeah. No, definitely, definitely, you mean it in a compliment. I'm just already thinking ahead to uh, fly calls ice 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 annoying, and then that's that's, 
that's that's the title. It's great. Oh, I've already. This is fantastic. All right, so that's this is so going well. Yeah, this is going very well. Um, but uh, okay, so his and that's a pretty unique playstyle for him. Yeah, I think that's very unique. Uh, most of the other people I have are are nothing similar to how Isaiah says things about. Are there the specific? Actually, I'm hero- pretty sure you'll love it. Are there specific heroes that are he's super annoying on? Oh yeah, for sure. Any micro heroes. He's really annoying on. He's very good with summons. So he would, he would, you know, he would block your your camps constantly with like treants or, or broodmother spiders. He's like a micro king. You know, the guy okay. used to play StarCraft. He's really good at micro. Uh, and his legendary Timbersaw is always annoying. I remember being dove under tower. He wouldn't care about creeps or anything. He would just get out of here, you know. When, when they're on your team, so like, obviously he was on your team for a little bit. Um, do you... Do you lane against him in any like practice like format or, or way or, or or no? Sometimes. Uh it depends if we're trying to learn like a specific matchup, like, hey, we need to figure out how this hero matches up against this hero, then we would do like lane practice. And uh yeah, we did we definitely did some of him as well. Do those get heated? Like do you guys really want to beat each other when you when you when you like do lane practice against each other, or it's more just kind of casual fun? I wouldn't call it fun and I wouldn't call it heated. It's sort of like we don't really want to do it, but we we do it anyways for the knowledge, you know? Okay. That's kind of how it goes. Well, yeah. You don't want to lose the lane still. No, you try your hardest to win yeah. a lane. And, you, you know, <laughs> you definitely try your hardest. Okay, okay, okay. All right. All right. That's a good one. All right, that's a good start. All right. So let's go to number four. Okay. In number four, I have ATF. Amar okay. the... Yes. Um, so (laughs) his trait is that he is very patient. Hmm. All right. So as opposed to the annoying guy, Hmm. love you, Daryl. Fly Fly calls ATF patient calls ice, 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 annoying. I already see this. This is going going (laughs) so good. Okay. Okay. Okay, So Uh, what, what makes him patient in laning? That is funny. Actually, I guess when you think about it is, general behavior that he's shown and calling him patient yeah he's super patient mm-hmm. um what that means is that he doesn't really care about you know if you're you're doing you're hitting him or you're trying to harass him he seems very calm you know he doesn't let that get to him he plays for his timings um he lasts really well he's he's very very mechanically skilled uh in terms of just like how to to maneuver the lane around and uh how to get proper last hits and the other thing is, is that he's willing to match the enemy in terms of laning prowess items. So, for example, he's willing to buy four bracers to win the lane, which is, you know, it's ridiculous, right? Like yeah. You're spending 2,000 gold. <laughs> um, but he's willing to do that. So, patience. That's the name of, uh, name of the game for this guy. Now, it's interesting as you start to go through these. Do you do scattering reports of play styles of like opposing teams, or is this just something that um, you just pick up because you've you've just played so many games against all these guys? This is just because I played so many games against these guys. Yeah, like especially okay. laning against them. You know, you you get to know the person in a way through their play and and through how they do things. But it's not something you guys talk about too much. Like, all right, we're playing. Uh, like when you guys play Enigma, you know next year or, or whatever or, or any team like your your strategy will be based off like 
the heroes and, and and maybe overall team concept, but you guys won't have as much discussion of that, like individual player styles. We definitely consider heroes first, mm-hmm. but then players do come into the picture. Yeah, actually. it does. I guess eventually, like, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Like we will say certain things. You know, like hey, we're playing against uh, Amar, like Artur. You know, when we played against him. And, at least in scrims before TI, he would be like, yeah, this guy is buying three bracers. I need to buy three Wraith Bands, you know? Okay. It will be specifically <laughs> against him. This is how the mentality changed, you know? Gotcha. So it does happen. Okay. Okay. All right. So you're your third uh, person. Go ahead. All right. So my third person is a combo, and it's going to be 33 and Saxa, the okay. TI winners. Yeah, TI winners. Good. This is, this is good. They, 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 they had to make the list at some point, right? Yeah, I, I think they, they deserve the you know, <laughs> they, deserve yeah, the they, shout out. That definitely for sure. So the characteristic for these guys, and you know, have you know, as you've noticed, I've done a characteristic for each yeah, one. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying this part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they're the, they're the game plan team. So okay. They have a plan. It's know, positive. Lane, it's positive. It's positive. Um, they have a plan. They always have some idea of how they're going to play the lane. Thirty three is very you know he has his very specific heroes. He's nerded him out like crazy and Saxa is, is going to be there to help him get to wherever he needs you know whether it's his beastmaster his tidehunter his broodmother they always have an idea right and you can feel that when you play against somebody you're like he knows what he's playing for mm-hmm. right? and Saxa is very good at punishing mistakes he notices the very small things that you do like say you take one misstep or you miss the timing to go stack the pull or something like that he will punish you for that. He's very, very mechanically skilled when it comes to laning. Would you say that, see, because you, you pointed them out together, would you say they have some of like the best synergy between between a three and a four that you've gone against, right? Because you the other ones you, you've given one person and kind of, uh, you know, obviously didn't give the, the four that played with him in the different scenarios. So it, these guys, you'd say maybe t- if we did, if we did a top, three and four pairing you you put these guys near the top definitely near the top um yeah i do think they complement each other in how they play and how they think about the game and it's very clear like they've been they've been on other teams they've also played together in the past and they're very very they're awesome players you know by themselves they're they're amazing Mm -hmm. but together they're like this new force and i think they were the best dual offlane in this last ti and that says a lot does that does that happen a lot where you just get really comfortable playing with one other person in the lane, right? Like I, it, it, it's interesting that you know four of the five players on a team uh, they have a partner, and so you know we tend to think about these people individually, like oh he's a great offlaner or oh he's a good good four, you know a good support. Um, but really, it's 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 a mini team within the team. And how much does that that chemistry really matter? And how long does it take to 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 build that chemistry? It's actually a great question because I do think it matters quite a bit. Um, I would go as far as saying is that something that we've done in the past is like lane partners. You know, if you had to share a hotel room, you would share it with your lane partner. Mm-hmm. You know, anything to sort of build that extra chemistry is is really important and. Um, you can see that in other teams too, right? You have like Reza and Zayak who, who have been together, not on this list, but yeah, as yeah. another example of chemistry 
being really important. And I can say from my experience, you know, after playing with somebody in the lane, say, for example, I played with Arteezy in the lane like 50 times, mm-hmm. and then I went and played with Nightfall, it didn't feel as natural. Like, I wouldn't be able to understand what he wants the same way, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. You 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 become like an old married couple almost when you, when you play so many games together. It's like you start to have like unspoken communication, right? Almost like you kind of you just kind of know what 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 each other kind of needs at the time, any time in the game, which is which is interesting. Um, yeah. All right, number two, we're getting we're getting up there. Maybe, but also we should write this down. We have a we have a, a producer. No, oh no, we don't have a producer yet. <laughs> um, where we'll. In a future ranking, top top duos, you know that's okay. an idea. You know, I have an ideas, man. You know, uh, all, right, all right, number two, number two on the list. Okay, so number two on my list is going to be another duo, another pair. <laughs> okay, so maybe um, we can't do the duo thing. For, yeah, for, maybe in like in like if we're still around in in six months or seven months, maybe we can bring it back up. Okay, okay, um, so. These guys are Collapse and Mira. Okay. However, I specifically noted TI-10. Mm-hmm. The TI-Dave one. Yeah, um, it makes sense. But yeah, we we scrimmed against them a good amount of times. And the way I described them is that they had the killer instinct. So they were the most punishing offlane by far. It's when really it good that you're killing. friends with your. It's really good you're friends with Daryl, by the way, with that I said. So, <laughs> so, so, so far, he's got. The, I mean, we, you meant it well. You meant it. You meant it well. But the, he's the only one that's going to get taken out of context. But, but good. Okay, so these guys, Killer Instinct. Yeah. So Collapse and Mira, Killer Instinct. Uh, I don't know if we even officially played him with TI, but we scrimmed him a lot before, and it's probably one of the only lanes we've ever struggled against uh when it came to Arteezy and myself because Arteezy is like a really insane laner mm-hmm. um and i remember we would play them in scrims you know collapse whatever he's playing he would play like tusker off lane he would play these killer melee stunners like his mars mars io and just it killed us and just killed us <laughs> um so yeah the um it's interesting you say uh like the specific heroes they play just as a quick little aside to this, is there specific heroes that you hate to lane against? Specific heroes I hate to lane against. There always are, but it does depend a little bit on on the meta and stuff. So, gotcha. for example, laning against Broodmother is pretty obnoxious. You know, <laughs> it's pretty obnoxious. Fair, um, but yeah. The um, and then you, quickly, you you did mention like Arteezy's insane at laning. Like, what makes him? And also, uh, Saberlight when he was talking about why he joined, um, why he joined Shopify and you guys. One of the reasons he cited was Arteezy is is one of the most insane laners uh, he's ever played against. Yeah, I mean, Arteezy's always been known for his laning prowess, and it's true. He's incredibly gifted in how he views the lane, how he mechanically, you know, moves his his hero and punishes little mistakes. He can be very aggressive if he needs to be, or he can play passive. He's just extremely smart about the little things. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I don't want to give away anything that would, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? but Fair. he's just very smart about the laning stage. Gotcha. All right, it's time. We've 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 slowly gone up. 
You didn't want to rank these to begin with. Um, I made you rank no. them. <laughs> that won't get included in any any, any clips uh, of 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 this this specific episode. So your number one hardest person to lean against. Okay, so I'm definitely going to be throwing a curveball. Okay. So my number one person, the hardest person to lean against is... Um, so I, I, I'm, uh, I, the moment, it's, it's killing me here. Go ahead. Sumail. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. But has he ever played off lane? No. Okay. <laughs> Actually, he did for a very short stint. Okay. But anyways... Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to I will tell this you one. the story. This feels like cheating. This feels like you. cheating, but go ahead. Is this cheating? It feels a little bit like cheating, but that's all right. Go ahead. I remember a pub, you know, some years ago where I was forced to go mid, uh. and I was against Sumail, and I got absolutely massacred. <laughs> I, I've never felt that before. Um, the amount of pressure I felt it, it was it was horrible. It was mortifying. Uh, when was this, this guy is the king? When was this? It's, this was uh, around TI eight times. So not that long so ago. This was a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, Good. <laughs> yeah, this guy is. I classify him as the king. Mm-hmm. The proper name. He is the king of mid lane, and I, I'm serious. This guy is absolutely insane at laning. Like, well, well, what, what specifically? Is he's just got it? Everything. He's got the killer instinct. He's got the plan. He's you know. He's got the patience. He's, he's, he's got the patience. He's kind of annoying. Oh, no, he's not annoying. He's, only only ISSI was annoying, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, only ISSI gets annoying. But I'm serious. He's got all those traits, and okay, but like not right. just not just in the middle lane. Mm-hmm. All right, he did play carry, mm-hmm. and I did play his, against his carry on the lane before. Like sometimes you just go off lane as like a support. He's just really really good at laning. So this guy. Okay, but like to be fair, how many? professional mid laners are you laning against and you're feeling like you got crushed i have not played against many (laughs) (laughs) recently but when i did i don't think anyone was as pressure heavy as sumil i'll say that okay all right and i think a lot of people can attest to that from other pros and like I said, you know, not just in mid lane, I did play against him in the side lane, and the guy is just in- insane at laning. All right, that's it. That's the 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 top five hardest people to lane against. I I just I can't wait, can't wait, can't wait for for things to be taken out of context. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think it was a good list overall. You're pretty happy with your list. Yeah, uh, like I said, I don't want to put him in a particular order. I was forced to, but. <laughs> The king gets it all, you know. I, I kind of made this as I as I went along, like the story of, of leading up to the king having it all. So. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Now you painted you painted a beautiful picture. You know, if this if this Dota thing doesn't work out for you, you know, maybe you get into like video game story writing or something like that. I, I think I think okay. I think it's in, I think you I think you got it. You know. <laughs> all right, all right. Thank you. Um. All right. So that's the that's our our tall ranks things. You know, I think we need some catchy names for these segments, but that'll that'll naturally happen as we go around it. Um. That's that's most of the Dota stuff. I think our our listener email at the end will be a little Dota related, but you know I like mixing in these uh, these non Dota related uh, topics. So let's do our Ask Reddit segment. We got a we got yeah. a fun one here. Ask Reddit again. If this is your first episode listening, pretty much we just there's there's a Reddit called Ask Reddit, and there are a bunch of random kind of philosophical questions. Um, some philosophical, some as simple as what's your favorite candy, what's your 
least favorite candy. Today's Ask Reddit is, what's the smallest hill you will die on? And as somebody who's an extremely petty person, um, I've got a lot of hills, a lot of hills to die on. <laughs> Small hills, big hills, medium-sized hills. I, I can die on on quite a few hills. Um, quick little reference for uh, or explanation if you haven't heard the term before. Um, it's, a, it's a little bit of an international audience, you know. If you if you check the podcast uh, stats, um, pretty much it's it's just it helps explain how how important something is to you that you would die for it. Essentially, you die defending that hill, whatever that hill, whatever that thing is you want to defend. Um, I'll I'll lead us off here. Uh, I will die on the hill that is tipping. Um, tipping is is okay in general. This The the, the specific hill I, I will absolutely die on when it comes to, to tipping is tipping for takeout food. Uh, that that drives me absolutely up a wall. Before we, before we get into that specific thing, um, tipping in general, I'm not against it. I want to make that clear. I'm not, I'm not just like cheap anti-tipping person. Um, like go to a restaurant, right? good uh, even if i have a bad service at a restaurant i give minimum 20 percent. you know that's i think as a waiter or waitress the, you get you, you it's not easy to wait tables to bring people food like and that's just built into that industry i'm cool with that but there's there's just i feel like over the years a lot of scenarios a lot of a lot of businesses have just kind of built in tipping and tried to make it the norm and there's a lot of unnecessary tipping and the and the 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 specific one again is if I order food from somewhere and I go to the, I drive to that restaurant to pick up the food and then I have to sign for the receipt. I pay with a credit card and they put that little line on there that says, do you want to add a tip? I mean, are you, are you tipping in this situation when you pick up food? Oh, I would never. No, I, but people, I think hundred percent, I think, I, don't, I think people do. Sometimes I get, I get guilted into it, like in my in the back of my head. I'm like, ah, the lines there. It says tip. You know, maybe I throw them two bucks. You know, but but I, I don't know. So that that there are people I think that tip in those scenarios, and I and I'm I'm very against that. I I honestly, this is definitely one of the top things I would put on you know on the hill I would die on. Uh, generally, the tipping industry. I I'm not a fan of it. I know that it's because, you know, especially in places like the U.S., it's just that they don't pay the waiters waiters enough or whoever's doing the services. And they basically that's how they get part of their money. But I do love it when I go to Asia and there's just no tipping at all. Like you finish your meal, they just get paid whatever they're supposed to get paid. Like the, the restaurant, you know, they give the money to their employees. And it's so much better. I just love it. Yeah, I, I think that's the key, right? So there's the two aspects to it. One is the employees have built it into their system. I'm not saying these people shouldn't be paid, right? But the employees have mm -hmm. built it into their business models to underpay their employees to to make you feel like you have to tip them. And the employees, the employees, the employers are the one who kind of get off, you know, get off in this situation. So that was the one I was going to ask you was. Um, different countries, right? They have different kind of philosophies with tipping. Um, so Asia is good. America is probably the yeah. worst in your experience. 
I think most countries in the West that I've been to do have this the same thing when it comes to tipping. Like you would eat at a restaurant and you would have to include, you know, whatever, 10 to 20%. The, um, the, yeah. the other part with tipping that uh, gets me is like, it's a lot of times it's like unwritten rules of tipping. And it's like socially oh, yeah. I'm unaware of how much am I supposed to tip? How much, what is an acceptable amount of tip? If someone, if I have a taxi and a guy takes my luggage, puts it in the trunk and then takes it out of the trunk. Oh no, not a taxi. Like if you take a, <laughs> if you take a shuttle bus, right? If you take a shuttle bus and uh, like to the airport and the guy puts your, your luggage into the trunk for you and takes it out, I got to give that guy three bucks is, and then like some people give him the money and then, well, if he's giving him money, do I have to give him the money? You know, it's, it's, I don't even care about the $3. It's, or whatever, whatever it is, it's, it's. Then I get roped into this awkward interaction where I gotta have cash on me and hand the guy a couple bills and 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 I don't know. It, it's it's socially crippling to me. I think. I think it's confusing. Like you would exactly like you said. You know, you would go into a, a taxi or something. You pull up at a hotel and they come and take your bags. And I'm like, oh, I can take that. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, No, no, I insist. And then you're like, Oh, so. I have to pay you now because <laughs> you, you carried my bag <laughs> ten feet. It's like I, I totally could have carried my bag by myself. That's that's another thing. It's the option of right, like like mm-hmm. valet parking is another one where if I go to a place, oh, yeah. I can park my own car. You know what I mean? And and I think if you go to a place, right, and they give some places give you the option. Here's valet parking. Here's no valet parking. It's a little bit farther away. You got to walk, right? If there's optional non-valet parking and I choose to go valet parking, then I'll tip them, right? Because they gave me the option at least. And I took the valet parking kind of knowing that I was going to give them five, 10 bucks or whatever. But it's these places you go to and you can only valet park, right? And then it's like, well, well, I just want to park my car. You know, I I can do that, you know? So I don't know. I'm... I'm, I'm this is one where I'm interested. Uh, please leave a comment down below if you're watching on the YouTube video or um, shoot us uh, maybe respond to your Twitter. We need to set up an email. Um, and uh, and because I want to hear about people's feelings on tipping and especially in different countries or in different situations. But I, I feel like we just we we need to we need to have we need to get rid of it. I think that's it. I think we should get rid of it, make the employers pay their uh people the right amount yeah i think asia has it right 100 percent. so all right what is your what is your smallest hill you'll die on i mean tipping is, is up there for sure but <laughs> um since i had to choose one i went with pineapple does not belong on pizza and some surely this is a hot take for some people some some would argue this is a pretty this is a mountain you know the more i think about it you know this <laughs> this, this this is kind of a mountain for some people um but no go ahead so you're 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 anti-pineapple on pizza you know this is the classic argument and unfortunately i too am anti anti-pineapple on pizza so I, I won't be able to really push back on you too much but but give me your Give me your reason pineapple doesn't belong on pizza. Right. So, you know, I'm not an expert in pizza or anything, um, but I've traveled around. I've been to Italy plenty of times. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've had New York pizza. I've had the famous pizzas of the world 
and to some degrees. And pineapple just doesn't make any sense on a pizza. It's simple as that, really. Yeah, it right? really is. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. My son likes, two and a half year old, likes to eat the pineapple off of the pizza, right? But he never takes a bite of pineapple and pizza at the same time. And that just shows you exactly what you're talking about. He's a baby. He's not influenced by the world, right? He's 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 uninfluenced by all this this pineapple propaganda, and mm-hmm. he just he knows like oh let me I like pineapple let me pick it off the pizza and eat it, and he knows combining some salty bread like thing with a beautifully sweet fruit that is pineapple doesn't make any sense. I mean, children don't lie. No. So this is well, actually... Well, he, he lies you quite just... a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, you're Italian. I am, kind of. I mean, you know, there's there's some Italian heritage in the in the blood. Exactly. So, like, you actually can't even say that pineapple goes on pizza because, you you know... This is this 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 could cause some people to turn off the podcast. People, there's, there's, there's very strong pineapple. My wife loves pineapple on pizza my sister-in-law loves they they love pineapple on pizza but it's 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 not for me um a couple other ones that i noticed on reddit that i want to point out that i thought were funny um one one that's funny i i didn't mention this before to you but somebody said one one bless you should cover the whole sneeze session (laughs) like (laughs) that's that's good that's good yeah that's actually great you know how many times have you been in a situation where you someone you sneeze someone sneezes you give them the bless you you know and then uh and then they sneeze two or three more times and it's like you know sometimes in the past before i I did the one sneeze rule you'd you'd say bless you the second time and then if they sneeze a third time you can't just stop after the second one if you're to give them the first one you know what i mean so that that one i thought was funny on, on reddit that one's good. Yeah. If you if you go with two, it's over. You have to keep going. <laughs> it just seems like one of those unspoken yeah. rules that I didn't even think about until now. So um there was this was another one. This one also hit pretty home for me too. Uh they said at four way stops that there's no place for pleasantries. Like go when it's your turn. Don't try to let people go. And and this this actually when I read this felt like it I wish it was mine. Because one of my biggest pet peeves when it comes to driving is when someone waves me on when they have the right of way, like, like they're being this very nice person and waving me on. The problem is this, you're waving me on, right? Oh, oh, make a left turn in front of me. Go ahead. I'll wait. Not a problem. Right. Even though they have the absolute right of way. If they're just an, like an asshole and they decide to go like, oh yeah, go ahead. You have the right of way. Uh, or go ahead, I'm going to let you go. And they just like decide to go and hit me. When the cops come, they're going to be like, oh, uh, they had the right of way. I'm like, no, 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 they waved me on. Cops be like, no, they had the right of way. So like when someone waves you on, uh, you think twice about going because if they're a psychopath and they just hit you, you're, you're done. You know, you're you're at fault. And when, when like, they waved you on, there's no evidence of the wave. So please stop waving people on. Know the right of way. Listen to the rules of the road. And and this this one, like I said, I wish was mine. All right. So just wondering what happens if they wave you on, mm-hmm. like you go ahead, and then you wave them back. And then they wave again. What happens? I then? wait. I this is this happened you wait? this happened a month ago. <laughs> I was in a parking lot coming out from my from my from my work, 
I work in a pretty complicated uh, like it's a shopping center with pretty bad traffic design. And this person was waving me on, right? And they had the right away. I was like, no. I was like, no, you go. I'm not going to go, right? And they said, no, no, I'm waving you on. And I was like, I'm not moving. I'll sit here. And I sat there for like 20 seconds. Like, it was like 10 to 20 seconds. And <laughs> oh my eventually they got mad at me for not going and waving on. But I, I won't go. I, it's 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 go when you're supposed to go. You know what I mean? That's that's the end. Of, that's that's these are the rules of the road. We've all agreed upon that. We've all taken tests to to get our driver's license. You know, just follow the rules of the road. It's really that easy. Good for you for for standing up for it. Uh, that, that's very good. That's very good. <laughs> you know what's funny is it actually turned out to be um, one of my one of my customers that came into my store. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> they didn't come in that day. It was like once they drove oh. by, I was like, "Oh, I know that person. Like that that person is oh, a customer of mine." And I don't think they noticed it was me. But maybe they did. I don't know. They came okay. in a month later, and it was fine. But it was. <laughs> that's actually hilarious. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. So that's those are our small hills. Some would argue mountains, uh, or they're small hills that that we make mountains. Uh, maybe that's the way to look at it. Um, let's let's finish up the the podcast with a little listener mailbag. Um, this one I I kind of found on on Reddit, so it's not totally a listener mailbag. We had a couple options, but I, I we'll save those for another one because I thought this was pretty interesting. Um, the question was, which was Dota Dota related, was. Which hero or item would you get rid of uh, if you could get rid of one thing? And and I mentioned this to you. The top answer on there was bottle. People people wanted to get rid of the bottle, and I and I guess that would just really drastically change the mid lane. And you, you were kind of against it. You thought it, you kind of thought it was a bad idea. Yeah, I think I've honestly I've looked at all the items in Dota and. In my head, everything made sense because it every, everything had a purpose, mm -hmm. right? This item is in the game to specifically answer for this or that. And Bottle is one that gives a lot of the mid-heroes a way to play the game, right? You look at all these uh, Ember Spirits and, and Storm Spirits and these spell-casting heroes. Um, they need Bottle to be able to do something. So if Bottle was gone, they would need an alternative because else you would only see heroes like Sniper and Huskar mid heroes who don't need bottle. And then the entire game is it's just you're just killing the mid hero pool. You, so you think, I don't like removing bottle. So you think it would it would really it would have the effect of taking maybe like let's say seventy percent of heroes are playable and it would just bring the pool like down to down by a large number. Like instead of shifting the meta, like it would shift the meta, but it would shift the meta into like a much smaller hero pool choice. It would be drastic, and yeah, it would just make it so we play so many less heroes. And I think that's the exact opposite of what Dota is. Yeah, in a way, that's true. The, do they ever do stuff like this? Do they ever remove just remove items? Yeah, I mean the notice the notable one is Necrobook. Okay, um, you have to let me know what and, that was. Okay, so Necrobook was the item that was used by all the zoo heroes, like the summon heroes, right? He would have Beastmaster, he would buy a Necrobook, and that would be basically the replacement of Helm of the Dominator 2. Okay. That's currently what's in the game. So they did get a replacement for that, in a way. They removed Necrobook, which was an item for zoo, and instead you got a Helm of the Dominator 2, and you got Wraith Pact later on. So they came up with replacements. 
if you remove bottle, you're gonna need a replacement. Okay. So, so you disagree with the redditors who want to remove remove bottle? I like that. I disagree with the redditors. Yeah. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> you know, the redditors they they can be wrong. Um, what uh, what what would you remove if you could remove one thing? Okay, so <laughs> my not so serious answer would be. If you remove, like, a, so Staff of Wizardry, okay. okay, it's not a complete item. It's literally a component. Okay. You would basically ruin so many items for everybody that it would just be hilarious to see what people <laughs> have to, like, how they would redesign that. But if I had to choose an actual item well, right hold now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, um, so the idea of removing <laughs> the staff is just you would completely shake up everyone's item builds because it's such a core component of so many different item builds that, people would have to just build all new strategies. Oh, yeah. It will change so many items in the game that I don't even know what the answer is going to be. You know? That seems fun. That that seems fun. I hope they don't do it. <laughs> don't listen to <laughs> don't, me. Don't listen to me. But... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then what's the thing you would actually remove? Right now, the only item I could think of is Bloodstone, just because there are not that many heroes that actually use it in Dota. So finding some sort of replacement shouldn't be too difficult, mm-hmm. right? It's basically like a Leshrac and a Razor and maybe some other experimental ones. But really, it's only two heroes and Razor is like the new one. So I think the item can be a little ridiculous, especially in pubs when you can't answer it properly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't mind seeing it go. Because, I mean, the obvious answer was Wraith Pact, but I don't want to get <laughs> yeah, in, you know, choose that, that one again. my follow-up was like, <laughs> should they just remove Wraith Pact? Yeah, I, I felt like that one's an obvious. Everybody knows they should remove Wraith Pack. Yeah, so sure Bloodstone's the other one. Uh, and I don't think it'll be too hard to find a replacement, you know? What about a hero? I don't know if you, you probably didn't prep this answer, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spring it on you. What's one hero you'd remove okay. from the game? Oh, man. Okay, so I don't really want to remove any hero from the game, but for the sake of argument, <laughs> I, I can think of two heroes that are, are up there in my potential removal list okay so the, f- the first one is an old school you know hated hero which is sniper okay because the sound of headshot is by <laughs> far the most triggering thing in the entire game it's just the sound you're fine with the hero it's the it's the sound it's a sound yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't know have you heard it like do you know what it sounds like no it's like this quack as, uh, like okay. he hits you and there's a quack and you get this like little mini stun on your hero. So you feel the quack. Your hero feels it. You know, I think you're we, getting stunned. I think we need to cut this part from the podcast because if not, I feel like you're picked against right. There might be a lot more hero, like more snipers in your game. <laughs> I don't even mind the hero. Just remove the sound. You know, just, that's fine for me. I'll take that. All right. So the, um, the second hero you'd remove. Okay. The second one is Marcy. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So I know there's so many more, so many Marcy fans out there because of you know the anime and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's conceptually ridiculous as a hero. She's just ridiculous. You know. I saw you. I saw you like, play her uh, in one of your last streams. I've definitely ever seen you play. Yeah, Marcy I won before. that game. Did you win? <laughs> yeah, I won. That all right, game. there you go. Um, um, she's she's fun. But <laughs> anyways, <laughs> she is fun. It seems a lot of fun, but. Just she has too many tools, or just her, her specific tools are overpowered. Just her toss back, 
her ability to stun from such a far distance out and then also like get her heroes out. It's just it's just too broken. There's too many things. It's just every one of her spells, it's conceptually overpowered. Right? They had to tone her down so much and she's still good. Like people think she's, you know, people look at the changes like, oh, she's unplayable now. She's still good, mm. you know, because her kit is just way too silly. Um, she's too punishing, you, you could say. Yeah. So maybe they remove like two of her abilities. Maybe they build around maybe one of the core uh, uh, moves, but not just remove her. Eh, no one really likes Marcy anyway, right? Everyone yeah. loves Marcy. Everyone loves Marcy. Okay, guys, don't don't hate <laughs> don't hate on me now. <laughs> that was good. I sprung that one on you, but um, but yeah, that's that's the. That's like the the Dodo Reddit question segment. We'll figure out, you know, maybe if we can't come up with a listener mailbag, we we uh, we switch it up with this Dodo Reddit question. Um, yeah, that's 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 what I, that's all I got. Um, it's a good place to wrap it up. That was a fun one. I like ranking things. Did you have fun ranking ranking things? I did. I can't wait to see what people do with I can't, this. So, I can't wait. So I'm, I'm excited for that. Maybe maybe nothing. Maybe no one will take it out of context. I think everything will probably be in context, and and Daryl Ice 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 will, in no way, someone send him a, a a news article link that says Fly called you annoying. No way will that that <laughs> happen in any possible scenario. Um, this was this was good. This was awesome. Um, we will uh, we'll see what we do with the holidays. Kind of keep an eye on your Twitter um, whether we whether we're able to record um over over christmas um we'll, we'll see but again we thank everyone for tuning in um if you can like the video if you're watching on youtube subscribe to the channel uh you know follow the podcast wherever you get it wherever you're listening to it um send us uh either at uh at your twitter uh send us questions that you want us to talk about uh you have a discord as well if, if we pop in on your stream that you can join and, and talk to us we're both in there um, there's an epi- episode discussion if, if you want to join in on the conversation. Um, yeah, this was fun. Um, appreciate everyone for hanging out, coming in, checking out the podcast. Um, and we will catch you guys on the next one. <laughs>